This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 74 with John Haver. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher. Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you guys today and the topic of the show is how to create income streams online from authority websites. My guest today is an expert in creating and building authority websites online that produces monthly income streams. If you're listening to today's show and you're driving to work or driving back from work or you're at work and you're not happy in your current situation and you know that you want to do something else and create a business online and the business produces a steady stream of income every month, I think today's episode is going to be extremely inspirational. My guest today also started his business while he was employed, but he knew that there was a better way and a different way that he wanted to do things. So he took action. He learned a new skill set and also improved upon existing skill sets in his spare time and started building a business in his spare time. He then set a goal for himself, an income goal that he wanted to achieve by the time he was 35 so that he can quit his job and pursue his business full time. Well, he was able to quit his job long before he was 35. My guest today is John Haver, and John Haver has been building online businesses for the past seven years, and his current focus is turning Amazon affiliate sites into authority website businesses that generates over a 500% return on investment. He started his website, authoritywebsiteincome.com, while he was busy creating an authority website in the student loan niche in September of 2012. Since then, he's been sharing everything he's done to build his business from earning only a few thousand dollars a month to making over $25,000 a month. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview and let me know your thoughts on Twitter. You can tweet me at MC Lobsher or by email at info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting cashflowninja, one word, all capitalized, to 44222, that's two fours and three twos. As some of my listeners may know, I live in Newtown, Pennsylvania, a town that's about 45 minutes away from Philadelphia, the birthplace of the United States, the home of the cheesesteak, the Rocky Steps, and also the hometown of the beloved founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin believed that investment and knowledge pays the best interest, and early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. 
The Cashflow Ninja have aligned itself with partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner on it provides supplements, nutrient-dense and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code GETONIT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middlemen. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000, and you do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at Cashflow Ninja Wealth. Dot com. And our wise partner, Audible, you can download any audiobook for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can get your free audiobook download at CashflowNinjaBook.com. If you want to support the show, you can do your Amazon shopping through our homepage at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Amazon. It doesn't cost you a single cent more and it supports our show. And as we're headed into the holiday season, your support is really appreciated. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja Podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, MC. Thanks for having me. Can you please share a little bit about your background and your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, sure. So uh, it sort of started, I mean, always been doing, you know, a few things on the side, but uh, started kind of in, in university, went to school uh, for mechanical engineering, uh, started um, sort of dabbling in a, in a few different things online, you know, instead of playing computer strategy games, I would, uh, you know, instead of building SimCity, I was enjoying building some of my online businesses uh, after Sort of learning about uh, Upwork and and systems when I was working uh, at a company, just helping build out their their website. And then from that point, uh, it started uh, you know into a career in the oil and gas industry, traditional traditional model. And then decided that uh, you know there's something here, there's something to double down on in terms of building up a business and set a goal for for myself to be able to you know hit hit some certain numbers to be able to leave leave the day job. And uh, you know, worked over the last four years, you know, pretty pretty aggressively towards hitting hitting those numbers, and, and then have since you know left the day job as of as of a few months ago. Oh, that's fantastic! Now let's jump into that because that's I think something that my audience will be really interested in. So you set a goal for yourself, and from uh, my research and our discussions, about a number of $15,000 per month that you wanted to generate per month in revenue by the time you're 35. So you have that goal, you set the numbers, you are working uh, as hard as you can towards that. And let's jump into that a little bit. Can you share the process of planning and how you went about executing this plan? Sure. So, you know, the, the way my, my overall business is set up is where I have basically, you know, a portfolio of, of websites where that, that I run and manage. And then I talk about what I do running my websites at my um, blog called authoritywebsiteincome.com. And then I sell service, you know, I build up a team and really focus on scaling and build up a team that sells services off kind of the, the, the back end of, of, the, of that process. So my focus is on building up my own portfolio. And then in terms of your, you know, the, the question around the goal setting is, you know, each year I would set out for each of those kind of divisions within the business, we'd set out some pretty clear 
goals uh, that, that, you know, I believed if I was hit, I would, you know, achieve the goal of, you know, 15K in, in income, um, diversified sort of defendable income at the age of 35. And then each year I would, you know, track towards that over the last kind of, basically it's been a three year process to get to a point where, you know, we, we hit the number, um, you know, a year before, but we're just wanting to make certain that, you know, everything was, was stable with, you know, with a couple of kids and one more on the way, you know, got to make sure that the, uh, you know, income is well taken care of. So the process was each year, you know, very disciplined goal setting process, very publicly shared what each of those goals were and then tracked the the progress towards each, each of those goals in a, in a monthly post on kind of how I was progressing towards it. And yeah, so right now I'm, 32 and had the goal to hit it by 35 and so got there and then some a little bit a little bit early in, in the large part due to that process of you know very publicly sharing my goals each year and that keeps you accountable too if you post it on your website right absolutely <laughs> no very interesting a lot of very very powerful stuff here um smart goals comes to mind and it sounds like you're extremely specific uh, you really measure it, um, and obviously through the belief, because you're tracking it, you know it's achievable, it's realistic, and it's time to find. So extremely powerful, and then journaling and keeping yourself accountable, and uh, basically your readers <laughs> holding you accountable to your goals, right? Exactly, and you know the one thing that I'd say where kind of smart falls a little bit short, and everyone likes to add on their own kind of modifier, but you know the one that I like to add on is kind of, you know, specific measurable actionable um time bound and, and then what i like to add on is, is rateable so you know what like it's it's great to have that goal but are we you know if that goal is for the year are we tracking towards it or tracking below it and so having that monthly post becoming sort of the, the steward in, in terms of you know my own internal stewardship of how am i am i rateable towards this goal that i've set for the year or am i falling behind do i need to step it up so I think that sort of that rateability of of achieving the goal is a, it has been a, a really powerful um, component of having that sort of the monthly sharing of of the progress towards each. I like that too, and you uh, break it down into weekly chunks and then to daily chunks, right? Yep. Haven't haven't gotten that good yet, but uh, working working towards it. Gotcha. Now the other question that I have is obviously that. You and before we dive into the business and exactly the kind of the the inner workings of it, let's talk about these these sites. So there's obviously a number there too, uh, of sites that work and then some that doesn't work. Can uh, you know? Can you share how many of these sites per year do you start? How many of them work? How many actually make money, and how many doesn't and um, or don't? And what lessons you've learned from that, and is if there's any similarities between the successful ones and the ones that are not? Yeah, no, I, I definitely, definitely can. You're absolutely right that every every site that I've started has not has not been you know a, a huge success. I mean, every site has will, will make some money, but you know, there's plenty of sites that are unprofitable in terms of you know the the life the lifetime of the of that running and building that site. So, you know, we all have in my portfolio kind of 20 sites that I care about with uh, that, you know, that are making money. And each year I'll be starting kind of one or two new ones and then buying buying a handful along the way. And so that's kind of the, the growth plan. When when a site hasn't been successful that I've started, it, it had, there is a very specific, you know, I, there, there's, 
a very specific reason why I can trace each site that hasn't been successful. And that's usually associated with me trying to take some shortcut and, and building a site that doesn't provide value. Uh, so if it's just a site that I'm trying to build because the keyword looked good and I thought I could get easy traffic and there's not really much else to the site that it kind of brings any additional value, then, then that site is definitely usually one that will not, uh, will, will not have been as successful as, as the ones that really truly take us, you know, specific angle that, that do, you know, can provide value to, to whoever comes to that site. Gotcha. No, definitely, definitely, uh, some powerful stuff there. Have to provide value, guys. That's, that's when value flows back into your life. So thank you for sharing that. Um, now let's dive into these websites. So we've spoke, touched upon websites that you build and websites that you build for others. These are authority websites and Amazon authority websites, as people call them. Can you explain exactly what that is? And then just give the listeners an overview of how you set up an authority website and how it's monetized. Sure, sure. So, yeah, I mean, within the portfolio, I'll have a, of a whole sort of a whole bunch of different sites that are in there. But the sites that I focus on building are, are you know, really kind of a, a authority sites in the in their space. And so what I'm you know, mean by that is that it's, you know, approaching a topic and trying to, you know, cover it and be, you know, it's not a, kind of a thought leader, but it was, but something that, you know, creates a lot of value in terms of covering the, the entire space. So, for example, if, you know, a site around, would could be around, you know, an authority site around home automation and, and then focusing on, you know, really having the best article on, on the internet for, you know, what is the best, you know, home uh, thermostat um, and, and, you know, being the best resource for people to go to who are looking to make that decision and then covering off the whole, you know, as, as unbiased as possible, covering off the whole suite of, of, you know, products in that space. So, you know, I don't, I don't have a site in that space, but that, that would be kind of an example of what, what a, an authority site would, would look like. There's some really big ones out there in this space that are like wired cutter or sweet home, um, and that, you know, do this really, really well. And that's, you know, the model that we, that we try and try and follow, which is having the, the best, the, you know, my, my theory with search and optimization is that, you know, you go where the puck is going, which is a you know, quote from Wayne Gretzky for any kind of hockey or Canadians out there. And, uh, you, you know, that's my theory as well with, with SEO that, you know, we want Google wants to rank the best. So we have to be the best. And these authority sites are, so the vehicle where we put out the content that that provides the most value for the, for anyone searching on that topic, and then the way that they get monetized is by having people come to the site and then go off to whether it's Amazon to buy the product or whether it's Google Ads on the page or any other means. But we you know try and get the people to the site, provide as much value as possible, and then monetize them by sending them off to purchase you know the suggested product uh, wherever wherever they might be going. Very interesting. Now, let's use an example because I it's very interesting, but I have seen that drones, for some reason, are selling big time on Amazon, right? Um, yep. So let's use that as an example. So now people are interested in, uh, I guess, flying their own drones around with uh, videos or if it, whether it's for sports. I know that there's a lot of college teams that now use that for basically a... Uh, bird's eye view of uh, formations and so forth. 
Um, yep. But there could be other ones too. Obviously, there's a there's a wide range uh, uh, of needs and uses for for drones. Uh, yep. let, let's use that example. So you would build a website where you would become an authority and put out fantastic content of how to buy a drone, set up a drone, uh, and so forth. And then you would direct basically through Amazon links on uh, – well, actually, first you have to get people to the website, right? So can you explain a yep. little bit about the keywords and then how the links and all that comes together on this platform for you? Sure. So, so the goal and, and drones is a great example. Um, and, and you know, for that example, we would look at doing keyword research to identify you know what people are searching for around that topic, and then ideally look for the gaps in the marketplace where they have the, the information has not been provided yet. And so, you know, there might be a bunch of people searching for you know best drones for football practice, based on you know your 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 example and. And finding out if, you know, a keyword that people are searching for, where there hasn't been any content created that really solves that problem, you know, so, so it helps out the reader as much as, they, as it could. And then identifying those opportunities of where there's high search traffic, that there's not necessarily content that has solved the problem as, as well as it could, and therefore lower competition to rank in Google. And then we create an article that, that solves, that helps the reader out and solves their problem to identify what the best drone is for football uh, teams and then creates the content around it. Google sees that content. It's the, the, the best for that keyword, ranks it in Google. So when someone search, they come to the website. And then on that website, there will be links that will head direct people over to Amazon where they can buy the product that gets talked about in that post. And then you get paid a commission from Amazon. Correct. Yeah, it's a five five to eight percent commission, depending on the volume that that you do of what that Amazon sale is is what you make. Now, the other question that I had too, and this is something that I found out too in my business, so maybe you can share this with the listeners. But Amazon has regional codes, right? So yes. How do people so for the guys that are listening out there? Can you just explain how that works and what if there's any tools or recommendations that you would recommend? to convert those links into global links. Yeah, so so what what yeah, you're exactly what I what MC is referring to is, you know, somebody searches from Canada or South Africa or Australia and the site is set up in a in the US and it's only linking to Amazon.com to buy that product, then that person who came to that site from say Canada and then bought the drone but from Amazon.ca, you won't make any commission off of it unless you localize that link. Uh, a tool that can do this automatically for you is called uh, uh, Genius Links, and so it's basically G E N I dot uh, U S, um, and and it's a a link localizing tool where it identifies where that person is coming from, and then creates a link to that uh, specific uh, country. Yeah, that's that's very very powerful information because I think that's that's one of the things that I learned too, right? You learn by doing. Yeah. And uh, someone said to me, "Do you realize that if somebody clicks on this in a different region, that that doesn't come back to you?" And that's because it's uh, Amazon is like that. Now, are there any other affiliate affiliate programs um, that you guys use besides Amazon, or this is definitely a more focused Amazon business model? 
Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely use many other many other links. Um, we'll we'll focus on you know there's a lot of niche specific uh, links, the niche specific affiliate programs that we'll go after. So if there's you know there often Amazon wins, um, but but you know we will always try and diversify away from from Amazon whenever we think there's the chance to do that. So if there's like a call it you know drones if there's a site that where uh someone sells their you know a manufacturer sells their drones directly on their own e-commerce platform and they have a affiliate um program we will try and direct traffic to to them to test at that affiliate program just so that we're a little bit more diversified from from amazon okay and so and do you guys build sites and then sell them already set up for you or do people come to you with an idea such as the drone idea and said you know john i'm really interested in this can you please help me determine if this is a profitable niche or a problem that needs to be solved and then you kind of walk them through it um how do you guys provide that kind of value yeah, so that's on the. We, we do provide that service to um, through you know w- with kind of my overall business model of you know running portfolio sites, talking about what to do, and selling services that people have asked for off of the back end. Um, one of those services is called BrandBuilders.io, and and that's exactly what what we do there, which is you know if somebody either you know is interested in getting a site started in this space or interested in building a site around um, a a specific topic, they can come to brand builders and say either, you know, suggest me a topic to build my authority set around my, or have, or they can come and say, you know, I know I want to go after the drone space and can you build me this, the, an authority site in this space that's going to make money from, from Amazon. Uh, and, and that's what brand builders does. It's kind of really, you know, we, we don't, you know, if you're opening up a bricks and mortar store, you don't build the, you know, the, the store yourself with your own hands, right? You pay a contractor to build it. And that's kind of the model that, that we're using, but in the online space where we'll build up the authority site and the keys over to you to, to kind of run with it through the, the brand builder service. Right. No, and I, it's such, it's so true because what the expertise and the skill set and everything that you've learned through the years, I mean, for someone to try and replicate that, it's, to use your example, it would be the equivalent of somebody coming in and physically building your store for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, as you know, as an entrepreneur investor, we face adversity, and it's not always rainbows and unicorns. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned, and some of the best advice you've gotten on your journey? Yeah, so I mean, what I've what I've certainly found is that you know, whenever uh, adversity is struck, you know, the, the key is to just bear down and work through it. Uh, you know, I probably doesn't work hundred percent of the time, but I've found that it's kind of the default strategy to be, to be the best one, not necessarily, you know, the most fun, the least stressful, but uh, yeah, if, if there's a, you know, a problem that, that gets presented, you know, that's what I've, what I found is that, you know, through hard work, a lot of problems get solved. And so just buckling down and doing the, doing the work seems to, uh, you know, eventually get through the, 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 the adversity. John, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they're always studying new subjects and learning new skills. What are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny that I would, you know, a big chunk of my business is about writing, you know, sharing you know, what, I'm, what I'm doing, what I'm learning, you know, from my, 
you know, school days, that was certainly not my best subject, you know, being an engineer and such, um, certainly more on the math and science side. So uh, absolutely, I'm always trying to learn and, and I agree that that's a key piece to have as a lifelong habit. And, and so right now I'm really focusing on trying to kind of consume more knowledge and practice on, you know, just producing better, better writing, better content. Um, and then, you know, the one thing that I do that might be a little bit unique is, you know, I try and get through, you know, listen to audiobooks and get through for four a month. And then every time I get through a book, I'll put it onto a spreadsheet and try and document like a follow-up from that book or to take action on. And so but right now my focus is on, uh, is on, uh, you know, writing and creating better content. No, that's great. And while you're on the book topic, what books would you recommend to my audience? Which, which books have inspired you and have, uh, you learned some valuable lessons from? Yeah, the the big one that I'll always come back to, um, you know, I probably have a group of maybe five or six that I'll, I will be happy to re-listen to. But the one that's sort of my, you know, my 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 pillar is the E-Math Revisited. You know, really really focused on you know building systems and processes within a business and identifying the entrepreneur, the manager, and the definition within that business. When I've set up a business to follow kind of the, the principles within. Um, within EMeth Revisited, it has always seemed to just run much, much better. And so EMeth Revisited is, is the book that, you know, I'd say if an entrepreneur hasn't read, is one that should be on some everyone's must-read list. That's a very, very good recommendation, and that really ties into everything that we are trying to talk about and discuss. It's so true you mentioned processes and, and systems because our philosophy is to work as hard as we possibly can to create value for others and build something and then have that product or service that we have put our blood, sweat, and tears into after it's completed to keep providing uh, income streams for us way into the future with minimal investment, and therefore you have yep. to have processes and 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 systems uh, in place. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the key metrics in my business is how far, how quickly I can go from kind of idea to that that you know project being self sustaining with with the right team and systems in place. You know, if I have too many projects that are still requiring my own personal attention, then then the business growth slows. Yeah, and staying on that, so how quickly uh, do you work through an idea? Say an idea comes up and you do a little bit of research. How quickly do you determine whether it's a good idea or not a good idea, you know, as you just mentioned, uh, running it through some some of your checklists? Yeah, so so I'll try and, you know, it depends on the scale of the idea. I mean, I'll, I'll take action on it right away if I think it's you know, sort of just a, kind of a marketing test. Um, if, if it's sort of a whole new business project, I usually try and sleep on it at least for a couple of days before I you know, jump at something new. And I don't like jumping at something new unless I believe I have a competitive advantage. And that sort of helps slow down my, my over sort of tendency of starting new things. And to answer the question on the speed side, I'll try and, you know, focus on something for a month to get it to modest, sustain, like where it's on my own sort of personal heavy involvement for at least a month. And then I'll try and by the end of that month have at least a bunch of key parts of that system offloaded. And before I've kind of put in that month effort, I'll, I'll try and you know lay out whatever my assumptions are for this project to be successful and, and test them out. You know, following certainly following kind of a lean startup methodology, even in you know in non-software businesses, just try and validate whatever those key assumptions are. 
that are going to, you know, mean if the business is successful or not, and then work on it hard for a month and then have someone within my internal team trying to kind of carry it through longer and keep, keep offloading parts of that to, to other team members. I like what you said there too, as you determine whether there's a competitive advantage for you in that niche. And if there's not, then that's quickly off the books. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've certainly not followed that rule all the time, but, but I definitely think that, that, yeah, when, you know, I, I think most people that are probably listening to your podcast and, and myself included have the problem of, you know, the bright, shiny object syndrome of always, you know, chasing after a new ideas great and gets people excited and they go after it. And, and that, that trying to put that own sort of control in place where I'm only going after, projects that have some i have i believe you know with many existing businesses or connections or existing systems that i have some competitive advantage then then it seems to uh certainly reduce the number of projects i run after and the ones that i do run after have a higher chance of success no i like that and it's because of the processes and systems too because i'm the i'm exactly the same way uh, there's a lot of ideas that come into my head and back to our initial uh, conversation at the start of this interview is that overall plan, right? The plan that you, that you set out for yourselves and your goals and that uh, financial goal that you have and then breaking down the chunks. Um, so that's how I kind of run it through and say, does this fit into my plan and where I want to go? Now, John, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities and the world better than we found it. By passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Yeah, no, great great question. I mean, the, the, the number first, I mean, get clear, get clear on what your, what your why is, on what you want. I mean, certainly for me, that was when my business took an inflection point is when, you know, I wasn't just kind of playing around, but, you know, I wanted to get crystal clear on why I wanted to build a business that could spin off cash to be able to, you know, move my, me and my family back to, to our hometown. I mean, that certainly when, when I was clear on that why, that, that was key. So, you know, n- number one, getting clear on the why. Number two, uh, adding value. So, you know, no, no business deserves to exist unless it, you know, adds value. Um, and, and it's not just a, a value extraction company, but it's a value contributes to the world and then the third is the you know do the hard work don't take shortcuts i I think that's the certainly whenever i've deviated from any of those um, and look for shortcuts and look to do something that didn't add value it definitely was was you know less fun and and less profitable in the long run so those would be those would be the three the three principles that that i do try and uh, i do try and pass on John, how can our audience learn more about you and your company and stay informed of all of the projects that you're involved with? Yeah, so I talk about uh, you know, what, I, what I do online at authoritywebsiteincome.com and then the other service that we chatted about where you know, we, we build done for you uh, Amazon authority sites is at brandbuilders.io. So you know, authoritywebsiteincome.com is really kind of the hub for where I talk about everything I do online and share all my kind of income numbers there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and your expertise in this area and providing so much value to my audience. Uh, really appreciate it and enjoy, enjoy our conversation and had a blast. 
No, same, same. I enjoyed the conversation and thank you for, uh, you know, putting out the, the show that you do and I, I, uh, I appreciate it. So thanks a lot. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the president and chief wealth strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you for joining myself and John Haver on the Cashflow Ninja podcast today. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, write, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with your friends, family, and your network. And as always, if there's any way that I can provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me at info at cashflowninja.com. And don't forget to take advantage of the offers from our partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. A healthy partner on it provides supplements, nutrient-dense, and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code Get on it at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. A wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middleman. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000 and do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at CashflowNinjaWealth.com. And our wise partner, Audible, you can download any audio book for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can download your free audio book at CashflowNinjaBook.com. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. You have been listening to the Cashflow Ninja with your host, MC Laubscher, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Today's show notes and resources are available on our website, CashflowNinja.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objective, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness. 